I'm sitting in the car. Right. The snow plow came through because the driveway to this cabin in Maine is long, kind of winding, maybe one wind. And it snowed a lot last okay. night, but now it's turning to rain, which means it'll all be ice soon. But the snow plow came through and then these guys with shovels jumped out and started shoveling around the cars. And I'm sitting in my car for this recording. They gave me a look because I have headphones on and a oh. microphone. Yeah. Like, Every Wednesday, which is today, I uh, sit in my car and do the radio show and I find different places to park. And a lot of times I park near the water because I'm right next to, I'm in, I go right next to the water um, where all these like boats and yachts and things are parked. And yeah, there are some people that go in and out and they look at me like, what is she doing? Do you use a hotspot on your phone? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I had to buy more. Like it was, it was saying like, Hey, you've used 75% of your hotspot data. If you want unlimited or whatever, then you have to pay extra. So I've been paying extra. Can't you pull up close to the building and leech off of their Wi-Fi? No, even when I'm in their building, their Wi-Fi, is not really even strong enough for me to stream Amazon music? So I still set up my hotspot oh. when I host trivia to play my playlist. Oh, I see. I also think I'm delayed because when I finish speaking, you respond three minutes later. I mean, I can fix some of this in editing. I'll just have to go through the full episode and tighten up the gaps. It's like a three, four second delay. Oh, okay. Wow. It's long. I know it's long. <laughs> I can't tell now if you have nothing to say. No, I'm just or thinking if... about the delay. I know. Oh boy, I don't know if this is going to work. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we could just say that this is what's happening. You're in this cabin and maybe talk about your experience a little bit and then we'll wrap it up. We've we've never not done a show. Either I've done a show alone or you've done a show alone. And neither show performs as well right. as the shows when we do them together. But my solo shows certainly do better than your solo shows. And I think that we shouldn't mm. do that. We should get... We should give the people what they want. A full episode of us, but maybe you're right, okay. not a full episode. Just a shortened check-in. Yeah. Luke, one of the guys I'm here at the cabin with, he listens to the show sometimes. But that episode, Greg is Boring, where it was very divided. Some people agreed with me. Some people said that I was a piece of shit to shut the <laughs> fuck up. He texted me when he listened to it, and he agreed with me. And he lives in New York. So maybe some of these feelings... Uh, are magnified living in New York. Hmm. Or maybe we're just similar people. Like you said, you do deal with... That's true, too. It, like Maybe it's because you do deal with... Uh, and, and have to interact with a higher percentage of people on a daily basis. It would make sense, I guess, to start feeling disheartened, <laughs> I guess, especially in New York. I was surprised being there how sad the homeless made me feel. I think any city's got a homeless issue. I don't know what you necessarily do about it because you can't force people into institutions anymore and so many people do have mental problems in new york they are offered shelter now going to those shelters are they places you want to be quite often the homeless people say no i'd rather be on the street there is a right to shelter in new york though which is being stressed right now with the migrant crisis where so many people who cross the border in texas are being bussed up to new york and because you know, the city's a sanctuary city and they offer a right to shelter. These people 
Well, families are being given the opportunity to live in hotels, and the city's paying for it. Wow. Other people, they're they're you know converting gyms and stuff. So it's not like ideal settings. You don't want to live in a gym the rest of your life. But the whole system is pretty stressed right now, and the homeless people who live in New York, they're there. They're being pushed back even further because of the migrant crisis, which is a strange thing. I'm not saying that anyone necessarily should take priority. They're all people and they all need help, but the homeless people have even less resources at this point because it's all focused elsewhere. So I don't know how well you do. Huh. I mean, it's homeless people in general, right? Like I see homeless people, but it's more like in New York, it seemed on a different level, like a different extreme. People were half naked and just looking real bummy and sad. Atlanta's pretty bad too. When I was in Atlanta just recently, yeah, that's stayed true. at the Wiley, which is on Ponce. You know, you're in your car in Atlanta and they hang out. A lot of people hang out on the corner of Boulevard and Ponce and they'll come up and walk between the cars at the red light. But if you're on the street, it's an opportunity of like a captive audience and they will come up to you. And, you know, I don't I, I don't know the point of this conversation. I'm not trying to compare cities, homeless populations. No, I know. The point is that in, in New York, <laughs> you are interacting with them more because you are out walking about on the train. It is pretty bad in Atlanta. I took clothes to Woodruff Park one Christmas. This is when I, you know, I didn't have ill will towards humanity. I was like, I'm going to bring clothes to my old Jinko jeans to the homeless people in Woodruff Park on Christmas and say, Merry Christmas. People aren't thinking of you. Here are some clothes. And who knows what else is in there? A bunch of Pac Sun stuff, which would have been kind of funny to see them wearing. Going to that park, the number of people, I was taken aback, I guess, on Christmas. I don't know if they were congregating. Again, this is probably like 2003, so it was a long time ago. But so many people came up, and then I felt bad that I didn't have enough clothes for everyone because I didn't expect it. My friend um, lived in some super cheap apartments on North Avenue before they were torn down and like they built that place all next to Masquerade and everything. And he took a bunch of his T-shirts, his old shirts and things and put them in the dumpster. And one of his neighbors that always sat outside, like he was always the guy sitting outside like in a little chair in front of his door. Um, a couple of days later, he saw him wearing his shirt. <laughs> It was probably some like weird punk band, you know? I would feel somewhat excited if I saw a homeless person wearing a shirt that I gave them, which is very weird, though. Why? Why would I be excited over it? The person well, struggling it's like being in life. because it's repurposed and it's, it's ha it has a new life now. I think it's, oh, look, I, I helped. Now that person's wearing my clothing. Hey, here's Luke right. came out to take the snow off of his car. I should uh, give him a quick cameo on the show. I'm going to call him over and let me roll down my window. Sure. Yeah. Hey, Luke. I'm recording the podcast. I just told Autumn that uh, you agreed with me and my feelings on humanity. But here, uh, put on the headphones. You can talk to Autumn for... And there's a delay, too. So if you speak, it's going to take her like three seconds because of the terrible connection. But you can talk for a few seconds. Hello. My name's Luke. Hi, Luke. <laughs> Hi. It's very nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. It's nice to meet you, too. I, I'm glad that you agreed with Greg about um, his sort of nihilistic views <laughs> on people. I mean, listen, when you live in the them. city we live in for long enough, it's kind of bound to happen to your psyche after a time. Yeah, that makes sense. It really does. And it really was just that I was just annoyed with Greg that day because it was like another episode of him 
Listen, I've been with Greg for what, four days? I'm already fucking annoyed with this guy. But hey, we love each other. You know how it goes. We do fight. We fight. We bicker. But it's, uh, we always come back together. It's a nice relationship. In the house, it's the best dynamic, I think, between anyone because we can have these opportunities to go at each other and then make up. Just, uh, just don't oh, ask me for hear, a strawberry shortcake I didn't shortcake hear any of that because it broke that's up. That's a whole other thing. All right. Well, thanks. I'll figure it out. I'll be back. You got your cameo. Aw. I really wanted to keep talking to Luke. As long as you can hear enough, I don't know how much you can actually hear. He said when you live in a city long enough, it's bound to happen. And then he went out for a while. And then he said the last, the next thing I heard was something about strawberry shortcake. Oh, well, the strawberry shortcake thing was I bought these <laughs> good humor strawberry shortcake bars. And oh, those are the best. As I was eating one, Luke said to me, oh, man, I used to love those. That was my go to as a child. And the next time I was eating one. I threw one at him. I said, here you go. Thinking, oh, we'll share in this experience. You like these things? You said they're one of your favorite ice creams. And he said, no, I don't want that. And I had my feelings hurt and I shouted at him. And I said, fine, an opportunity to bond. That's what this is. And it's all about you because you don't want to eat this thing. Instead of realizing the bigger picture that you told me earlier that this was something special to you when you were a kid. And I was thinking about that and I have them here and I can offer one to you. And then we can sit there and eat these ice cream bars together. You just think... I don't want it. And that's what it all boils down to. (laughs) Fuck off. Oh, no. Why didn't he want one? I don't know why. But that's why he brought up the strawberry shortcake. Like brothers or something. Yeah. It's like nobody's holding on to hard feelings. Like last night, there there was a bowl of potatoes with dinner. And we needed something to scoop them with. So I took out a measuring cup. Because to me, the measuring cup was perfect. You could scoop up the potatoes. They didn't fall off the side of the fucking spoon. And you could get your serving uh, with one scoop. Luke didn't like that for whatever reason. He said that it wasn't classy enough. It's not a proper scoop. And then I said, oh, so apparently efficiency is something that's just gone right out the window. By all means, go ahead and use your fancy serving spoon that the potatoes are going to fall off the side and you're going to have to catch in your hand and you're going to have to do six scoops just to get your one serving. Efficiency? Whoever's heard of such a fucking notion? And then we were fine after that. Oh, man. This sounds like a blast. That's good. That's kind of fun. I get it. I can't I can't hear you hardly at all. And it's a, it's oh, it's going to sound OK, I guess. But I it's not going to it doesn't make sense. Like, I can't hardly hear you. It's a lot of you repeating things and explaining again. And it's bad. OK. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I guess I shouldn't apologize. But no, you don't need to apologize. I apologize that the connection stinks. Yeah. Well, it's OK. I'm glad that we m- made the effort. Yeah, we tried. We gave it yeah. our job. old best shot, I guess. So, anyway. The old okay. college well, try. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Okay, let me go. Okay, goodbye. All right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> this is what happens when you're in remote Maine where the internet in the house has a download speed of 3.2. And the upload speed is it's less than 1. I think the best I ever got was 0.9 upload And so I decided to move to the car and try to use my hotspot. Sometimes I can get 5G today. It's just LTE, which is kind of strange since LTE at one point was top of the line. And I remember working just fine in terms of speeds on your phone. Same for 3G. There's got to be something with the network. This is speculation. I don't know anything about this. So if you do know and I'm wrong, no need to yell into the ether. You fucking idiot. That's not the way it works. I'm admitting now. I would be happy to know how it works, though. 
you can always email Autumn. I guess you could eat man, what's my email? I, I'm not giving out my email because I wouldn't see it. It's not that I think that I'm too important to give out my email. It's just I don't check my email. Somebody wrote me about helping them get a job because they saw a job posting for the company I work for in early December, and I just saw it yesterday. And I said, oops, I clearly did not help you. Oh, great, now the snowplow. Maybe this audio is picking up. I don't know, but there's a guy with the snowplow. So this day is just kind of cursed. But no, the, the, the thought with the cellular networks was they've got to slow them down, right? 3G was useful. It worked. You could load things relatively quickly. I know that the speeds, if you compare to 5G, uh, would be much slower with 3G. And then the LTE 4G. We lived with that for years. No complaints. I feel as though they just, at, at that point, the networks are like, eh, who gives a shit? Let them fall apart. And then the speeds, or maybe they purposefully slow down the speeds of the older networks. So you've got a newer network that is faster and an older network that by default is slower, but then they slow it down more because they want to push you to the newer network so they can get more money and gain more power and call themselves the uncarrier, even though all they fucking do is nickel and dime you and try to make as much money as possible. We're nothing like the other carriers. Not at all. No way. We bring a different value and service to you. We are not Verizon and AT&T. And now... You can figure out who I'm talking about if you didn't know previously. Uh, but but with that said, you know that $5 credit you get when you pay auto pay? You're not, we're not having to send you a paper bill, and we're not having to worry about you paying late. So we're giving you a $5 credit. We're taking that away unless you give us your debit card. Never mind the data breaches we had in the past where our customer's information was stolen. We want to have direct access to your bank account. So if you do lose money because of a data breach... That was our side, our fault. Uh, you're going to have to fight with your bank because you don't get the same protections as a credit card. Thanks. Thanks, Uncarrier. That's real Uncarrier of you to do. That's why at that point with T-Mobile, I turned back on paper billing. I think I brought this up already on a, on a show, but I'm bringing it up again. I turned back on paper billing so they would have to send me a bill and pay for postage, and I pay late every month now. You don't get auto pay. I'm not giving you my debit card. I would switch, but it's too much of a pain in the ass, and you bank on that, so there, you win there. I never wanted you in the first place. I was with Sprint. Sprint had its issues, but when you lived in cities, Sprint was fine, and uh, then you bought them, and I was forced to go with you, and here we are. Locked horns, and I ain't, I ain't letting up. So I guess I should go back inside, sitting here. It snowed a lot last night. It snowed over a foot, I think, and then it turned to rain, so it's pretty slushy and disgusting. And when Luke was on the show, he was I rolled down the window and he was standing in the cold weather and the rain. But that's uh, the price you pay for a cameo on your favorite podcast. Or maybe it's not his favorite podcast, but it's a podcast he listens to just because he knows me. Would he listen if he didn't know me? That's up for debate. Though I'd say probably not. I don't think so. I don't think that's something that he would do. Oh boy. Now they're having us move our cars to see if we can get out. And people's tires are spinning. I don't think we're in a good spot here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get home. When I want to leave this place, I'm going to be trapped in the compound. The man with the snow shovels looking at me, wondering why I'm got a microphone and I'm recording in a car. And uh, I'll just keep recording while I back up so you can get some ambient sound because that'll be fun.
We'll turn up the 80s. Should I move? You just want us to back up? Okay. So is this good right here? I'm stuck in the snow. There are three cars here. One with all-wheel drive, a Subaru. One with rear-wheel drive. That's not me. Then I have front-wheel drive. Which one will win? Well, the Subaru will clearly win. Okay. Yeah, it was hard to get a keep a good connection. But I'll edit what we have. It'll be like 15 minutes. And we are waiting for the green light to try to back out of the snowy spot once again. I'm gonna try it. All right. Come on. The update is I backed out of the spot but I cannot pull forward. The wheels are just spinning. So now they're putting salt in front of my tires. Ready? And it worked. And now I'm up the driveway just to be stuck when I try to get out of this place early Friday morning. 4 a.m. Anyway, that's the episode. It was thrilling. Let's uh, end with 80s on 8.